0: launch and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at webflow.com. Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. This episode of the CMO Podcast is part of our Leadership During Crisis series. For these short episodes, I am inviting back previous guests see how they are leading during the pandemic, how they are addressing new challenges, and how they are providing for their consumers, their employees, and the public during these unprecedented times. My guest today on Leadership During Crisis is Michelle Harmon Madsen, the CMO of AccuWeather, which is a super interesting company. The really cool thing we talk about in this episode is how Michelle starts up in a new company during COVID-19. So how do you enter from the outside at a senior position into a new company during this pandemic? Michelle tells you how. This is my conversation with Michelle harmon madsen Michelle, I feel, well, welcome to the CMO Podcast, but I feel we have to give an alert to our listeners. This is going to be a bit of a love fest. You and I grew up in the same hometown. We both went to Penn State, you as an undergrad, me as a grad student, and we're both fascinated by the weather. So shall we dive Absolutely. into this? Absolutely.
1: And by the way, I, I knew we were Penn Staters together, but I didn't know you were fascinated for the weather. And so this is, now this conversation is even more exciting. <laughs>
0: I love the weather. I, was, you know, I, I love it. In fact, when we get up every morning, my son and my daughter-in-law, we're all stay at home right now, just start talking about the weather, checking all the forecasts. When should we go outside? What should we do today? So anyway, now I want to talk about what's going on right now. You started your role as CMO of AccuWeather in March 2020. So you began in the midst of the pandemic. So how on earth did you start up? In the middle of that, as an outsider, an outside hire coming in at a senior level, how did you start up? What, what was your strategy? What were your priorities? What did you do to onboard?
1: I would tell you, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, or I should say maybe I wouldn't wish it to anyone to start with the pandemic. Literally, I, I came into State College, where our headquarters happens to be, and on day one, we formed a COVID-19 task force. So from day one, we were, that was the focus of what we were talking about. And I was fortunate. I had eight days in the office, um, both at our headquarters, as well as here in our New York office, to be able to meet the leadership, meet um, most of my team, but certainly not all of the team, and um, but it was amazing how the focus from the very beginning was all about our team, all about the employees at the company, and how could we create a safe um, environment. And I was really proud, and I think this is why from day one I was I was super impressed that they because they had this task force, they were monitoring the news, they were thinking about. If we're going to work remotely, what we have to change? We've got twenty-four-seven news, you know, news um, network. We've got all of the meteorologists there, and so, but the team started working immediately, and it was amazing how they came up with great ideas. Facilities thought about how we could social distance and uh, really provide cleaning services for the teams who were left there, those essential workers. But for me on marketing, um, what I have to to really thank my team and the other leaders at the company is how much they embraced me. Um, The executive team, really, they started reaching out to me, let me, can I help you understand this? How can I help provide more information? I mean, I think more of a welcome experience than I had ever received at another company. And my team, I think what was exciting for me is they just came together. I mean, we remember having our first meeting actually, I actually take it back. We had a meeting right before we knew, we thought maybe the offices could close. And I said, listen, if you are uncomfortable tomorrow, the rest of the week, please stay home. And then my next call to everyone was, please stay home. And so we then started bi-weekly meetings, I should say twice a week, not every other week, um, where we got together. And that formation of the team and that real need and desire to collaborate together and want to see each other really started from the beginning. And I'd have to say I would thank all of them because they made my transition to the company be so much easier than it could have been.
0: How did you get to know the business, to get to know the people in this remote setting? What were your rituals? What were your habits that would be interesting for others?
1: You know, it's, it's funny that you say that because um, a ritual at a beginning of a pandemic is, again, not something I'd ever describe um, to someone. But one of the best things we started, it was um, in my prior life in, in other roles, I started something called the New York Minute. And the idea was that everyone in the room would say something at the beginning of a meeting. And very quickly, did, we, did our head of communication say, Michelle, it cannot be the New York Minute. We've got people everywhere. So it's the Marketing Minute, uh, which is even better. But what we started... The reason why that was important was everyone's voice was heard at the beginning of a meeting, and particularly for individuals who you know might have been more sensitive to being in the room with a CMO, might have been um, uncertain about what their point of view was. If you got someone to speak once, it's so much easier to speak the second and the third time, and that's where the interesting questions and the ideas come up. So we started the New York minute, and that's been really a hallmark of our meetings, particularly for the marketing team. And the meeting itself has become a It cannot miss meeting. Like you, I've, we haven't had one person miss a meeting. I mean, it is such an appointment on your calendar that you want to see everyone. And I think that's been really just a, a fantastic way to work together because we're all on and honestly and we're all laughing at our you know mustaches that have grown the new hair <laughs> color that's happening yeah. not to mention I've met everyone's dog cat super cute babies husbands roommates you know you name it cuz they're in my living room i mean right now you're in my family room my 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 family have relegated me here for today and i feel very blessed that i get to actually experience their homes with each one of them
0: so what kinds of things come up in the new york minute is it Personal stuff, ideas for the business—you know, something you've done interesting late, lately. Lately, what, what sort of things?
1: Absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's literally what's top of mind. You know, what's got your attention, and so that could be business. It could be personal. Um, we've heard everything from you know the c- crying baby. You know what I've got to deal with, but it also has been business ideas. That hey, I've got this challenge. Who's done anything like this? Can we? brainstorm. And so I think that's, we've kept it very fluid, but I will tell you one of the favorite mornings, um, we actually did a pajama breakfast was our theme. And so everyone came in their pajamas, which is certainly a, an interesting team building, uh, you know, exercise. And the topic of the day was, are you a coffee drinker or tea drinker? And, uh, which was pretty evenly split, but we also had one soda drinker in the crowd.
0: Very good. So listen, besides the obvious changes, you know, in the pandemic, like we're working remote, we're communicating via Zoom and other things. You know, how has life changed at AccuWeather? Is, is weather forecasting, you know, your business, is it more or less important now during the pandemic? I mean, how have your customers and your consumers' needs changed? Are they more involved in the weather or less involved? Are they looking for different things? So tell us a bit about that.
1: No, I think, I think the audience and our, our users and our clients both, because we, of course, have um, millions of, of users who come and use all of our digital products or newspaper or radio um, and, of course, the network, but we also have a lot of the B2B clients. But one of the interesting things I'm... Have been watching is really some of the content that consumers are engaging with, and and how that's changed. And yes, they are absolutely coming from the daily forecast. So knowing that your family is waking up in the morning, Jim, and they're saying, you know, what's the weather today? We're absolutely seeing that, and we typically see people going back um, a minimum of three times a day. But it's amazing how they're still in touch. And I think part of that is because people well, a with they've got a moment they want to try to get outside. Um, So I think there's some moments of that, particularly if you've got kids at home to. How can you get them outside for a few minutes? But we're also seeing some really interesting trends. So one of the articles that has just um, gone gangbusters, I mean, we've done things around COVID-19. And of course, initially, that was that really was impactful because people were concerned. And we were certainly hoping that the weather and sun may impact the the actual um, pandemic. Mm -hmm. But now it's really about we had a meteor shower this past week in the U.S. And it was amazing seeing people want to know when it was hitting or the best times to go to go out and watch. We also have seen beautiful, gorgeous skylines with air quality that's coming back around the world. And so we're seeing huge engagement with people wanting to know about that. The other thing I am um, super excited about is we're launching a new app and it's in beta right now. And so it's only out to we've got thousands of consumers on it, not millions yet, But the feedback we're getting on that has really been um, just thrilling. And I have to really credit the product, the development team who've been working so hard on it. But, you know, we're still fixing bugs and, you know, we're building different widgets and more features and functions are coming out. But the engagement and the feedback we're getting, it's amazing, much more, I'd say, a dedicated audience. And I don't know if it's just because they are weather fans and, um, you know, loving the weather, or is it just because part of what's happening, but we're really thrilled with where it's going. So I'll be, be excited for that launch this year.
0: So you're launching or you're learning about this new product Mm -hmm. in these pandemic times, which is interesting. Can you say any more about it, what the insight is behind the product? I mean, can you share it or you'd rather not right now? No,
1: I can share a little bit for you. I mean, I think the big change for us is, you know, we wanted to make the product be – You know, we probably, I I don't know how many years ago we actually had developed the the app that we have currently, but it's been several years and there's a lot more we wanted to be doing with it. So there's a lot more underlying technology we wanted to change and enhance. We wanted to add different capabilities and features that we've been dying to do for consumers. So just from a look of it, it's beautiful, it's modern, it's very sleek, but it's also really easy to navigate. And that sounds, you know, like such a simple thing, but in reality, for people who are coming, if you're going to come for a quick transaction to be able to just, look at the weather you want to be able to get that snapshot but we also know that so many of our users really want more information and just by a touch of the thumb you're going to be able to get all that so I'm, I'm really excited to see um, how, it, how it all comes to life and consumers like it I, I must admit I'm a little biased it's pretty cool
0: can't wait we've all been there you spend millions of dollars each year driving traffic to your company's website and then the results come in and they're just not what you hoped on top of that of marketing leaders say website ownership is a challenge. So what do you do? Well, you switch to Webflow. Let me tell you why. Webflow's visual-first platform empowers your team to own your company's most valuable dynamic marketing asset, your website. From launching a new site to optimizing for SEO and conversions, Webflow gives you the tools you need to drive business growth fast. Unlock your website's full potential when you build, manage, and host with Webflow. Get started today at webflow.com. Now, listen, I want to switch to your role Mm -hmm. as CMO at, at AccuWeather. You know, your company had a CMO previously, then eliminated the role, and now brought you back in and brought the role back with you. And this is a really interesting area because, of course, lots of the industry is talking about the evolution of the CMO role: Some companies are getting rid of it. Some are broadening it, changing the scope. So, I'd like you to talk about why did AccuWeather decide they wanted to reinstate the role, and why did you say yes to that role?
1: <laughs> that that's a really good question. Uh, no, I, you know, it's interesting when I came in and was talking to our CEO and founder Joel Myers, as well as our president Maverick, um, my. Discussion with our president, it was probably one of the last ones I had. We'd, we'd had many conversations, but one of the last meetings I had with him, um, Steve Smith said to me, Michelle, I really want to see a CMO who will partner with the executive team to drive in innovation. And what struck me about that is he didn't want the CMO to be the only one driving innovation. He didn't want it to be help me drive innovation. It was partner with me. And it was about that team and that energy and that continuous improvement that really struck a chord with me. And so I was really taken aback by his comments. And that was, I'd say, one of the key pieces of why, one of the reasons why I wanted to move forward. The other thing I can tell you is I, um, my daughter, who's in high school. I said to her as I was having conversations, and we were getting near the end, and, um, and I said to her, you know, Julia, you know, I'm thinking about taking this job at AccuWeather to be the CMO. And I said, what do you think? And she goes to me, you know, deadpan, mom, weather impacts everyone. That's cool. And I'll tell you what, that was like the seal of the deal, because- She's absolutely right. Weather impacts everyone, Um, and I did think it was pretty cool. But back to your other point, when you said, "Gosh, you know the company had made changes on thinking about the CMO role," and I think part of it was because they were being inventive for the other um, my predecessor to move him to other things and other challenges internally, and they left that role um, without a leader and actually kind of divided up the team into three or four different departments. And I think very quickly realized that we weren't getting what we needed from marketing. We were too divided. We didn't have collaboration. We weren't learning some of those best practices internally, not to mention, you know, looking outside. So I think part of it was, you know, they tried a different approach and it wasn't working for them the way that it should be. I will also tell you, if you ever meet Joel, Jim, if you're back at Penn State, because he is a very proud Penn Stater as well, um, he would say he's part marketer. Now, I would say he's part meteorologist or 100% meteorologist. (laughs) But what I love is, is that he's really um, invested. in in marketing and he really wants it to be at a seat at the table and be part of the business discussion so that was really exciting for me
0: now your remit is to partner in innovation what what else is your job i mean how what is marketing at accuweather and how is it different from marketing at an auto company or or a a tech company or i guess you are a tech company or a cpg company so tell us about marketing tell us about your job
1: well for me you know I think the big, the, I'll, I'll take a step back. With this year being such a year on so many things changing and me coming brand new into the role, I think year one is going to be kind of a back to basics, a back to fundamentals. I think we as a society are thinking more backyard, more community. And I think as a business, I I almost want us to think a little bit, okay, so what are those foundational marketing capabilities? Where do we know things of our customers? How can we begin to thinking about it? And the other big thing I want to really work on is humanizing the brand. We, you know, whether companies are known, they, I think we... People think they're a big computer, and yes, we've got AI and we've got data and science. Um, we certainly have a ton of meteorologists, but it's not just the meteorologists. We've got designers who are creating the maps and really bringing that to life. We've got writers who are telling the story to make it be understandable for consumers. And we've got a whole teams of products who are thinking about developing products that are consumer first. So I think my big next step is how can we begin to humanize the brand? We also have a terrific, um, head of creative. And so Brian Baker has been doing some phenomenal things on um, thinking about the brand and how it's going to come to life. And I'm really excited to collaborate with him. So I feel like I've got, we have got a great foundation and it's, it's about really building on that.
0: Michelle, this has been wonderful. When I say we are, what do you say?
1: Penn State.
0: <laughs> That's an inside joke for our listeners among a few million people. But <laughs> That was my conversation with Michelle Harmon-Matson. By the way, just a few nights ago, I had a virtual Penn State Creamery ice cream with Michelle and her husband. They're doing super well, the job's going well, and she's all over the weather, and we are thankful for that. That's it for this episode of our Leadership During Crisis series. We hope you enjoyed this follow-up episode and found value and insight into how these leaders and brands are operating during this pandemic. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I would be so grateful if you shared it with your friends, and if you gave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show and get notified every time we publish a new episode. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.